This is so wizarding. This is Anna from the Pop Prism Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 409 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. 409. I wish I was fine. Who says you're not fine? Me. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, including the first look at Wednesday on Netflix. Not Tuesday, not Thursday, but Wednesday. And then our review of Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey Litchfield, we missed you last week. You had a Tom Cruise vacation last week. You're back. How the hell are you? Um, I'm glad that I had a Tom Cruise vacation because if I had to see that movie with my life as it is at the moment, I probably would be in a lot more psychiatric trouble than I am at the moment. <laughs> I That's a lot of trouble. Me. Yeah. It's, I am uh, living the dream. You know, every day is a good day. Had two flat tires in two weeks and uh, absolute shit. It's one thing after another with my fucking life these couple weeks. But I'm supposed to be finding happy things to do and to distract myself and to figure things out. And um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I did get to go to Awesome Con and it, it is my favorite convention ever to go to at the moment. So tell us a little bit about your weekend at awesome con it's great um so i i love awesome con i said that last year and um i i loved it last year i loved it this year um the the first time i ever went i really enjoyed it but it has definitely expanded every single time i've gone which i i love that about them but i also feel like they're they're at a really good place right now because they're not it's not overwhelming like they don't have too many different the amount of sections that they have and the amount of specific categories of of different booths that they have. I think that they're they're right on par. It's it's at a sweet spot. They have a section for kids, which is something I've never seen at any other convention before. I'm not sure if other conventions have been doing it, but I haven't seen that at other conventions. And I think that that is actually like one of the smartest things that I've ever seen because they have, they added in um, what's new this year is they added in like a movement, movement um, activities and stuff and movement centers in both the adults and the kids. And it is so needed for kids 
and some adults. Uh, but you know, you, you're bringing a kid around the convention all day and they're bitching nonstop. And that's exactly what Noah does. I'm sure that's why nobody came up to talk to me. Because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he, to be fair, to be fair, Aubrey, we did have friends, uh, that may or may not have attended that mentioned, Oh, you guys are going to awesome con. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty unapproachable. So if people did see me, I was probably unapproachable, but I didn't then on want top to put of that, that I was with you. Noah who is like t- also unapproachable. Like he is very much so my carbon copy in mini form. Right. I didn't want to put it on you to like have to do like talking to people that you don't really know that type of stuff. Cause that's not your job on the show. So I yeah, really I, didn't I want to put that on your plate. That I can't promise how behaved Noah would have been if I had to talk to anybody. Um, if I went just by myself, it's a little bit easier to be a little bit more social. Um, but when I'm with Noah, he is like a, a he's like an accelerated version. <laughs> so, like, I, I would love to talk to people, but not when he's with me because he definitely will not love it. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I, w- I went with him and he he loved it when we were spending money. <laughs> <Of course>. um, <laughs> I can't tell you how much money I have spent at that Lego booth over the years. Um, and they know they can get me for it. They got a picture of Noah behind the counter. <laughs> like, be on the lookout for this kid. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and his I mom's a sucker. It says in big letters. <laughs> I mentioned him uh, last year in my write up. Uh, is bricks in something. And I said to him this year, I was like, wouldn't you know it? He sees you and here we are. (laughs) It's like his first stop was that damn Lego booth. And then the guy was like, yeah, tell me tomorrow that you came here and I'll give you a discount. And Noah's like, yeah, that sounds like a great deal. (laughs) 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 Well, I know you got a full write up on the website but I did I did so everybody can totally check out everything I I tried to cover everything in that write up so um if you have time go check it out it's on the website um I covered just about every single section I at least mentioned every single section but I broke it down into other ones that I thought were really special um I do like how they have a sci-fi section at this one and they have like a book section and stuff they definitely expanded a lot more with the booths that they had there and it's just it's always really fun I always have a really good time um Noah has a great time and he actually really liked it this year um, he got to wear his so wizard shirts. Uh, he, I got home on uh, Thursday night, and he goes, "We have to pack. We have to pack our so wizard shirts, and we have to be prepared." And I was like, "All right, guess <laughs> we're wearing our so wizard shirts." But when you know it, like I couldn't find any of the stickers and pins. Um, I am I am completely out of stickers myself, Mark Ellis. It's like every. That. Every time I'm going to a convention, they just are like, you're not giving me away. You're stuck with me forever. And they fucking hide. And then I got home and I fucking found them. <laughs> I spent an hour looking before I left. <laughs> so. Well, before you wrap up your little talk about Awesome Con, tell us about your photo op. Yes. Yes. So uh, I saw that. Shang-Chi, when I saw he was going to be there, I was super excited. And I was like, oh, man, I got to buy it. I got to buy a photo op for Noah because that is hands down his favorite adventure right now. It was Black Panther. Now it has changed to Shang-Chi. 
he he absolutely loves that movie and so i brought him the photo up i was really hoping aquafina was going to be there but she wasn't <laughs> she is like he loves her and i love uh, noah already <laughs> i know me, me and his dad were talking and i was like i gotta find him a photo op for aquafina somewhere so we're looking in both places where his dad lives and here and if we ever see a aquafina photo op we're gonna get it for him because he loves her he th- he thinks that she looks like an anime character <laughs> <laughs> he goes her skin is just so flawless, just like an anime character. So he loves it. So I bought the tickets and they did a really cool thing called the Ace Experience with the whole cast of Shang-Chi. They did like a, an actual panel, but I only bought the one for Shang-Chi because they're very expensive. And we didn't get an opportunity to get the autograph because, again, very expensive. And this sold out very quickly. So... We get in line and um, Noah was super, super nervous. We finally get out there and he is super tall. Really? Like he has got to be about your height, Mark Ellis. No like he way. is super, super tall. But granted, I am a mini person, <laughs> but he was like, I cannot believe how tall this human is. He had to bend over to, or like kind of slant himself to take a picture with us because we're so damn tiny and he's so tall. And he was so nice. I was like, he's re- Noah's really nervous. And he was like, oh, that's totally okay. And and then <laughs> Noah and Noah fashion, like, wouldn't even say anything to him. Just Aww. stared straight ahead. <laughs> and then they took the picture. And Noah walked off. <laughs> and he he was laughing because he was like, all right, well, he knows. He's like, I came here for one thing. I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> and he laughed with the next people about how Noah was just like down to business. <laughs> it's amazing. Also told us like right as they were going up, they're like, "This is not a meet and greet. Just take your picture and leave." And Noah yeah. took that to heart. He walked right up to him, took his picture, and walked <laughs> away. And then after we got behind the curtain, he like lost it and just melted. Aww. <laughs> he was so excited. And I originally was not going to be in the picture, but that did not turn out the way that it happened. So it was fine. He was. He is so so nice. Everybody there is the nicest human beings ever. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody being there that has actually been mean, honestly. Anybody doing photographs, um, autographs, anything. It, it's always amazing. Awesome. Well, uh, full write-up on the website. If you want to read some more about Aubrey's trip, of course, thank you, Awesome Con, for providing Aubrey with passes to cover the con. I will say, who knows what next year may bring, but maybe three of your favorite co-hosts will come on down and hang out with you at awesome con next year awesome at awesome con Aubrey, you did take a lot of really awesome pictures too i just wanted to say like uh usually when we do these conventions it's tough to get some pictures you took a bunch of them so a uh, great job on that on that front thank you i i tried to get as many pictures as i could i did take some video on my gopro which i love for adam if he ever wants to use it for anything i tried to cover everything i gave noah the gopro at one point and he was gonna be my (laughs) my filmer and then he was like um yeah no i kind of want to look at everything that's going on so (laughs) all right well mark it's a lot to live up to but how was your week uh my week was good uh it was my birthday on friday and i I think i'm gonna I'm gonna have my birthday be on Fridays every year from now on. I don't care. I don't care what day it falls on. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I had a good weekend. I got to 
hang out with some people that I care about dearly, got to drink some beer from this amazing brewery, uh, got to eat at restaurants that I've been wanting to go to for years, uh, watch some of my favorite documentaries, and uh, go to the movies and watch a new movie that wasn't a sequel or an animated movie called Watcher. And, uh, with uh, Mark Hamill? <laughs> not Mark Hamill. Not uh, not the Watcher from uh, the Marvel animated TV show either. <laughs> the big not Ed the guy. Watcher in the Woods from Disney? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not Keanu Reeves is the Watcher. No, just a brand new movie called Watcher. Suspense thriller. There's a review of it on the website if anyone wants to check it out. All right. Well, uh, as for me, I don't have anything even remotely as exciting as that stuff to report. I just I was getting over a cold last week. I got sick about halfway through the week with a cold. I was so bad on Tuesday into Wednesday that I woke up in the middle of the night and I just I took a covid test at like two in the morning, (laughs) which was negative. And. I went to work on Wednesday and I just felt like garbage. So I ended up only working four hours and I bounced. Unfortunately, the way my job works on a holiday week, if I wanted to get paid for the holiday, I couldn't call out or use sick time and I couldn't work less than 32 hours. So I got myself uh, at least somewhat better. And then Thursday and Friday, I worked long shifts to like kind of get some more hours back. And then I had to go in on Saturday for a couple hours too to make up for it. So that was about as exciting as my week was. I made a TikTok for my office. I did a uh, TikTok comic review, but between my terrible cold and the sound in the office, it came out pretty shitty. So I apologize (laughs) for that one. But (laughs) that was legitimately it. That was my excitement. I've been drinking NyQuil and sleeping mostly. It's not that exciting. (laughs) Well, I saw you, you purchased something that, uh, that got delivered to you this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> finally, finally, my Grease 2 limited edition Steelbook Blu-ray oh, came in the mail today. <laughs> I still can't believe how excited the world is for a Steelbook Grease 2. It blows my mind. Blows my mind. I... One of my favorite bad movies of all time. We did it a million years ago on the show. It's yep. one of the first I Hate You Now Watch uh, episodes. Uh, it's just fantastic. It's so bad. And it's just the combination of like people's expectations from like Grease, which is a classic movie, and be like, oh, it's a sequel to Grease. And then they get that when they go to see it. <laughs> on top of it just being shitty and funny and terrible. And it's another one of those movies. When I was a kid, it was on HBO all the time. So I used to watch it all the time. And I've grown quite fond of it over the years, so I'm very happy to have it in high depth in a limited edition steelbook. <laughs> I love the fact that all of these Grease 2 fans are showing their uh, steelbook DVDs online. It's an <laughs> army of them. There's dozens of us. Dozens! <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for terrible movies, so you know what? I'm not going to apologize one bit for loving Grease 2. But enough about us. Let's talk some more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Her Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWasHerPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. 
You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, You can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. (laughs) All right, we've got news to discuss, Marcellus Reagans. Please drop the drop and let us discuss the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we're getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, Netflix is dropping a bunch of uh, promotions for things that they have upcoming. We finally got a trailer, like a legit trailer for something that's been long in development for, God, 20, maybe even 30 years. A live action Sandman based on the hit graphic novel. Uh, We got a trailer. It shows some scenes from the show. I would imagine it would make people who are fans of Sandman happy from what they're seeing, uh, but I'm not I'm not too sure. I've never read the book, so I didn't really know what I was looking at, but it looks more, it, it has some money behind it, which I was not expecting. Uh, it looks really luscious and magical, so uh, yeah. What did you guys think of the trailer? Let's start with Aubrey. That's Gan. I don't care about sand and men. <laughs> You're not a fan of men? Not a fan of man, not a sand, not a fan of sand. I do not care. Yeah, sand is coarse; it gets everywhere. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about this trailer? Well, I thought it was uh, about surfing. It's like sand, man. <laughs> about the beach life. <laughs> That's right. I didn't understand why the guy was so pale. What <laughs> guys live on the beach? But. Um, now I, you know, I never read this book. We've talked about this before on the show. I've never read this. Uh, It's not my type of thing. Um, when it was first dropping, it was not my type of thing. It's always been this thing. People hold up as this great masterpiece of comics, but it's, it's not the kind of comics I like. Um, most of my interaction with it was, it looks boring and the people that championed it back in the day when I was reading comics were the type of people that looked down on people like me who loved superhero comics at the time. So I I never had a good taste in my mouth from Sandman or any excitement about it. I will check it out because there must be something here, right? This is a beloved tale of over 30 years in the making. They've been trying to do this and Neil Gaiman's a superstar and blah, blah, blah. There must be something here. So I'm interested in watching it as someone who hasn't read the books. And really doesn't have any. So I'm not going to like flip out because I don't I don't know what the casting was at this point. I can't remember. But like this character is a guy and this character is a girl right. and this character is black and this character is white. And this, like, I, I don't I don't know anything about these characters. So none of that's going to affect me. I'm just going to walk in cold 
and see if it thrills me. That's it. It's going to be thrill me when I hit play. So Uh, we'll see when we watch it. But, you know. But did this trailer kind of whet your appetite a little bit, though? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Nothing. Well, you know what? Nothing in this trailer looked like it was anything. You know what I mean? It didn't look like it was exciting. Um, I'm like, it looks like higher budget, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, what what in this was like so groundbreaking? That was like the masterpiece graphic novel that was never filmable before. I mean, it kind of looked like a low rent, like Doctor Strange type thing. Hmm. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, it reminded me of uh, there was some a show called like Good Omens or something that's on Prime. Also uh, by Neil Gaiman. <laughs> oh, there you go. It looked like that. It reminded me of that. I think the excitement of it is almost kind of the problem you have trying to bring something to the screen like uh, like William Gibson's Neuromancer or, you know, some of these older properties you start trying to bring back or even adapt for the first time that have been riffed on so many times by everything else that's already been adapted. Yeah. That what would have been special about this if this TV show came out in 1997 is not as special in 2022. <laughs> right, right. It's like the the John Carter of Mars, where they make a big right. budget movie, but it's already been picked apart for years. Right. The corpse of this has been nibbled at and picked at. And, right. You know, there's not the excitement of seeing uh, Constantine, whether it's played by a woman or a man, on screen. I mean, we, we've seen it 50 times at this point. Right. He was a main character in Legends of Tomorrow for four seasons. <laughs> It's not the the oomph isn't there anymore, especially as somebody who has no connection to the graphic novel. So it just looks like, I don't know, like a a little bit better than a CW show about supernatural stuff. I I, I don't know. I'm not seeing the hook and I'm sure when I watch it, I'll get the hook. That's what I'm hoping. That's my main hope when I watch it. I am a non-comic fan with this. Thrill me. All right. Well, I'm hoping some of our. Our Sandman fans out there would uh, reach out to us on social media. Let us know what they think about it. Because like you, Joy, I haven't read the book. I've just been patiently waiting for the live action adaptation. <laughs> I'm really surprised my wife wasn't into that before we started dating. She's always into like all that stuff, like Anne Rice books and all yeah. this like, vampire goth shit. So I'm, I'm like stunned that she wasn't into that. But maybe I'll buy her the first trade and see what she thinks. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, so uh, yeah, so Sandman has a date August fifth on Netflix. It's on the schedule, folks. So you will get our review on the show. Oh God! All right, so then the next uh, quick teaser that they dropped was from another thing that we talked about before. This is a TV show from the creators of Smallville. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, directed by Tim Burton. It's uh, Adam's Family spinoff. Wednesday. Now, they don't really show a lot of footage from this, but they do show a quick scene of the Bane actress uh, Wednesday, who's going to be played by Jenna Ortega, who you may remember. We somehow cannot escape. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's absolutely adorable. For some reason, when she's in danger, I like feel for her. Like, I really want to see her get out of it. You may remember her from Scream 5. She was the first quote unquote victim. Uh, she was also the first victim in Studio 666, <laughs> yes. and uh, she was one of the last victims in X, a movie that I love. Um, X going to give it to you. <laughs> but yeah, she she's adorable. She can't seem to escape these horror movies. But uh, yeah, what did you think of, what do you think of Jenna Ortega as Wednesday from director Tim Burton, based on this little bit of image? Let's go back to Aubrey. I don't know. It, I feel like Tim Burton does the same movie over and over again, like... <laughs> Is Johnny Depp Gumby Gomez? 
don't fucking care about this. <laughs> it's gonna be the same stupid shit. All right, all right. Um, Joey, how about you? Are you excited from the mind of Tim Burton? A little bit more of this uh, dark gothic action that you you love so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this is tough because like they don't show much, right? Right. So we don't we still don't know what the tone of this is. I, I need to see more. I don't want to see a full trailer that ruins like storylines right. or gives away any sort of jokes or big set pieces. But I, I don't know what the tone is. So it's hard for me to really critique it. I think she looks great as Wednesday. So costuming looks on point. Um, Tim Burton, for me, gets a pass for life. I mean, the guy's made some absolutely fucking amazing shit. So he wants to make garbage for the rest of it. He can make a hundred Planet of the Apes if he wants. <laughs> you know, the guy gave his Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Ed Wood, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. It, it, he, he gets a pass for life. So I, and I do like his work when he's on. Right. So when he's on, it's good. I don't know when the last time he was on was, but when he's on, it's good. Um, it, it It's just a matter of the content. I, I just I don't there's not enough here to really make a judgment other than what it looks like. And it looks like it should look like if somebody says to me, what does a, a brand new Adams Family TV show look like in 2022? And I close my eyes. This is pretty much what it looks like. So there's not really much to complain about here. I love Tim Burton in theory. I can't say I love his entire filmography, but he certainly the guy gave me Pee Wee's Big Adventure in my life. I can't ever hate on him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. So uh, we're going to watch it on the show. We'll see uh, what happens. But, you know, every, everything looks right. That's, that's the best I got for you. It looks right. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. And like you said before, like you can't think of the last time that Tim Burton was on. He was doing his thing and everyone was loving it. So this looks like this is a return to form for him. This looks like it's right in his wheelhouse. I'm not sure how many episodes is going to be, but I'm pretty sure he's directing all of them. So we're going to get full on goth Tim Burton back in it. Uh, we do know that Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia and Luis Guzman is going to be playing Gomez. And uh, Christina Ricci, uh, hot off of uh, Yellow Jackets, will be in it, too, in some form or fashion. You're not kidding when you say hot. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they don't have a date for it. Uh, it's going to be towards the end of the year. Last quarter, I'm thinking probably around like Halloween or Thanksgiving. But, uh, yeah, I think it could be cool. And like I said, Jenna Ortega is like an amazing actress. Uh, I just thought she was amazing in a last screen movie. So uh, I'm looking forward to it just to see what she does. All right. OK. And speaking of Scream, for some reason, despite the fact that Scream 5 was actually pretty good and, and a nice feather in a cap of the the franchise uh they greenlit scream six like right away uh it does have a date it's coming out next march but news broke uh it's something that our buddies over at uh, epic film guys kind of hinted at over the weekend nev campbell is not coming back as sydney prescott for scream six i don't know this seems it seems like they they offered her some money it wasn't enough you know she said her value was what she brings to the franchise was worth a lot more. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. We might have another Futurama incident on our hands. But uh, is Scream worth watching without Sidney Prescott? Let's go back to Aubrey. I don't care. Aubrey, did you even watch the last Scream movie? No. Have you watched any of the Scream movies? No. The first one? I don't want to watch that shit. <laughs> I will tell you, the first one is pretty good. And the last one is good, too. Joy. It's, it's, it's not my genre. 
<laughs> Joey, can a Scream franchise go on without Sydney? Yeah, yeah. I mean, can it? Yeah. Will it succeed? I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I think the like plan for making these kind of movies is make them cheap, <laughs> make a lot of money. So, you know, you make the movie for 15 million and then you gross about 80 million worldwide and you're good. If they're lowballing or they're lowballing or maybe they're giving more money to Courtney Cox. Maybe Courtney Cox's Botox budget is taking up her salary. I I, just, I don't know what they're doing here, man. Like last movie would have been the movie to pivot away from those characters if you were going to then make the sequel without them. But they really didn't do that. So I, I don't know. But then, you know, good on her for sticking to her guns and not taking less money because, I mean, what else does she have going on? She's on a couple of TV shows. She's in uh, The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix, and she's going to be in uh, Twisted Metal when that comes out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the the other thing is that, I mean, where do they go? If you think about it from their point of view, like, where are they going with her character? You know, she was happy, married, has kids. Uh, the only reason she got pulled back in is because her brother called her in the last movie and pulled her back into it. And at the end, you know, she's done. She goes away. She, in theory, goes back to her happy family and kids. Yeah. Um, like, what are we going to keep every movie have to be like something happens? She gets a phone call and comes back. Like, I, I just maybe they don't have a storyline for her that's worth the money to pay her as a lead. I, I don't know. I just I, I don't think it's going to be that great without her. It's. It's like having a Friday the 13th movie without without Jason. Like the 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 in, I hate to bring up the story of Scream, but Ghostface is intricately tied to her. So the idea that Ghostface would appear and be doing things somewhere and somehow it wouldn't pull her back in, yeah. It, it's it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. Maybe they won't they'll make it a lot cheaper if they make less money, it's okay, but it, it I, I agree with uh, Justin from Epic Film Guys, who's losing his fucking mind over this <laughs> all weekend, and I don't blame him. I, I kind of agree with them. I just I just don't see a path forward for this movie without her in it, and it does kind of feel like a weird like slap in the face to her and kind of like the fans of the franchise. I agree. I agree. I think there's a couple of ways they can go about it. They can recast her. Oh come on, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, come on down. Here we oh, go. Now. Well. You know. <laughs> She still got them big ass titties. So, or um, you know, they could just—I uh, don't know. I think a scream. The reason Scream Five worked so well is because it came so far after Scream Four. Scream Six coming out like the almost the next year. I'm like, that's too soon. So unless the story is amazing, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But I do have faith in the Ready or Not guys because they did pull a fucking magic trick with the the last Scream movie. So we'll see. We'll see. We will keep our eye on this. I'm pretty sure that the studio will back up the Brinks truck and give her some money when the fans uh, fans are revolting against it, <laughs> led by Justin. All right. So uh, that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, I hate to, you know, keep it going. When we all know, you know, we do this every week. You got to you got to edit. You know, you got to get this done. But we got breaking news, Mark Ellis. Oh, no. Todd Phillips, director of Joker posted on his Instagram today that Joker part two is official. It is a go. Wow. And Joaquin Phoenix coming back as the Joker. Aubrey, are you excited for Joker part two? Um, I didn't mind the first joke, but I don't know as to me wanting a second one. It wasn't like, 
oh man, I really hope they continue this. And I don't really care. Mark that was Ellis. only my favorite DCE movie. <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagan. Um. And trust me when I say that nobody watching ever wanted that. <laughs> that about sums it up for me too. I'm, I'm not <laughs> interested at all. They barely pulled that first one out of their ass. They're lucky it got the Oscar nomination. Just fucking pat yourself on the back and go home. Leave it alone. Start developing the Penguin movie or the Egghead movie. Leave this fucking Joker shit alone. That's just me, though. I don't know why everybody's so obsessed with the Joker. Get it? Like it's the same thing with Harley Quinn. Overrated. Well, I think Joker having made a billion dollars without releasing in China was pretty much locked that they were going to figure some way to make a sequel to it. What? Even I can make a billion dollars without being released to China. (laughs) (laughs) What style movie will they rip off? That's that's the thing. This last one was uh, Martin Scorsese, Taxi Driver. I don't know. Maybe this one will be like Mannequin 2 colon on the move, but with Joker. There you go. There you go. It's going to be like uh, Tony Scott's uh, Top Gun. (laughs) <laughs> Top Gun Maverick all over again. Top Gun Joker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, that's it. That that was just the breaking news. We had to get it out there. Um, we, had, we had to talk about it. Joker Part 2. Boo. So now we'll take a quick break and we'll return with our review. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. <laughs> This summer, Plastic City Comic Con is back and better than ever. Meet some of your favorite comic artists, writers, and crafters, and visit over 150 vendors of comics, toys, cards, anime, and video games from all over New England and beyond. Saturday, July 16th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Wallace Civic Center in Fitchburg, Mass. Admission is only $10. And as always, kids 12 and under are free. Visit us at PlasticCityComicCon.com for more information, and we'll see you at Plastic City. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance. We checked it out. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1 on Netflix. All dropped in one day. And some of us may have binged watched it, and some of us may have spaced it out. As always, we're going to start with our non-spoiler impressions, and then we will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't finished it or you haven't even started it, you'll at least know what we thought. And the rest of you stick around while we talk about it a lot more. Before we get started, Aubrey Litchfield, did you binge it all right away or did you pace yourself? I always binge it. Marcellus Reagans. I binged it, but I didn't binge it right away. I uh, had other things going on, so I didn't get around to it until uh, just like yesterday. That's <laughs> when I finished. <laughs> wow. Did you manage to avoid spoilers? Uh, yeah. Luckily, I have cool friends that when I walked into the room, they would be like, nah, nah, we're talking about Stranger Things. And I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. That was very nice of them. Yep. We watched it together as a family, and we finished it in two days. Wow. We started it Saturday night. Then we watched it most of the day <laughs> Sunday, and then we watched the last episode Monday night. So about two and a half days. But yeah, we binged it quick. So let's jump into it. Non-spoiler. What did you think 
of season four, part one, Aubrey Litchfield. I liked it. I was mad that it's broken up into part one and part two. But you liked it. I did. I did. Mark Ellisbury. For the most part, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I think some of the storylines are stronger than the other ones. But as a whole, I'm enjoying what they're doing with this. All right. Well, I got to tell you, I absolutely loved it. The, I will agree with Mark, however. There are a couple storylines that, at least so far, have not played out like as strongly as other ones. It's not that they're not interesting, but that they seem a little half-baked compared to some other stuff. And not as interesting as the other ones that are going on. So, I'm trying to like not spoil anything <laughs> I'm talking. I'm sorry. So... I really did like it. I loved it a lot. Um, I think it's up there with season one. It's not better than season one, but it, it's up there with season one. And, I, you know, I just thought it was pretty awesome, man. I just I really enjoyed it. Stranger Things so far is continuing to hit it out of the park every year. So you're not going to hear much in the way of complaining. You're going to hear a lot of nitpicking when we get into spoilers. So it sounds like we've at least got three thumbs up for you. If you haven't watched it yet, what the hell are you doing? Get the heck out of here and go check it out. Come back in about two and a half days. And you can hear us spoil it because Mark is going to drop the drop. And we are going to spoil Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. We're not let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, Aubrey Litchfield, let's hear it. The things you liked about this year. I I like the introduction of Eddie. I'm sure he's going to die, um, <laughs> which is absolutely depressing because I do. I like him. Um, and he, he's around my age. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like Robin being back. She's really awesome character. Um, I like Steve's development. I feel like he's come a long way since the first season. And I like how we're getting a more in-depth history of Eleven. I, I really like that. Hopper is back, so I'm all about it. I remember when we watched season three, I said if they didn't bring it back, I wasn't watching a single fucking episode of this damn show. And they did. They revealed that ahead of time, which was good because I think a lot of people felt the same way that I did. And I was so glad to see him back. I was so glad to see the ending with him. Um, and I can't wait for part two. Right. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, so things I liked. I liked the kids' story, even though everyone's kind of separated. And there's like it looks like there's probably about four or five different stories going on. Uh, I liked... Uh, Dustin and Lucas story. I like the Hawkins story. Um, and the uh, California story is starting to, uh, you know, I, I was, there's a middle chunk of it that was really starting to appreciate. Now it's a, it's a little bit wishy-washy, but the middle chunk of it. Awesome. Um, I think all the performances are really good. I think uh, Max is just like killing it this year. They did such a good job building her up to like, like the third or fourth episode. I'm like, holy shit, this show is really good. And then once they finish their storyline, like the rest of the episode, she's just like in the background. And I'm like, whoa, 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 bring bring Max back up. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she'll get a little bit more to do in the next two episodes, the final two episodes. Uh, I like Max all... does make me laugh. I, I see myself in Max. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, too. I could see that, too. I agree with you, Aubrey. Steve's character is like he's awesome. He's doing awesome. Um, and they're really letting... um. Robin, uh, they're really giving her some good stuff to do. 
um, this season too, which I was I was really impressed by. So uh, yeah, like for the most part, all of the Hawk and stuff, all of the California stuff, anything with the kids, I think it's really cool. Oh, and I also agree with you, Aubrey. I think the the fact that they're showing everything that happened to Eleven before we see her in season one. Like that whole storyline that I think is really cool because I'm like trying to figure out how they're going to wrap all of this up and them putting these pegs down to show like how we got there. I thought is actually working pretty good. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it. Awesome. 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 Um, Yeah, man. I mean, I really feel like this is the strongest season since season one. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but (laughs) no, uh, no. Okay, that's fine. Um. And that's not to say that I don't like two or three. I just think season one was my favorite one. I think I liked season one the best because it was the, it was smaller scale. Yep. It was the kids against odd Demogorgon, whereas we keep opening the world wider and wider and wider. And, and it just starts to feel like it's it's a little too much. But I really did like this season quite a bit. I thought it was probably the best one since season one. Robin's really hot. So let's just get that out of the way. I'm glad she's back. I like Eddie a lot and the whole D and D club <laughs> I thought was great. I had to explain to the kids as we were watching it, what it means to roll a natural 20. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a, a really great thing that you can do in D and D. It's, it's not something that happens all the times. So that's why it was such a big deal. Uh, I, and I like the fact that they didn't shy away from the kids having grown up. So we did have a little bit of a time skip. Lucas still looks like he's about five years older than everyone else, but <laughs> Uh, I did appreciate that they did lean into the time jump a little bit. I I loved uh, the new bad guy. Uh, Vecna is pretty awesome as the new bad guy. I did not figure out the twist with him being number one. Did you guys, were you guys able to pick up on that right away? I did not pick up on that. I thought it was really cool though. I did like that, how they actually like filled in the holes about how the upside down happened and all of that. Yeah, I didn't realize he was number one, but I did kind of wonder because they kept because number two is like a big part of the show. And so, yeah, there was a part of me was like, where the hell is number one? And it never occurred to me that it would have been that guy. He was like, who does number two work for? (laughs) (laughs) Is Vecna's favorite song uh, number one by Nelly? Anyway, uh, you know, I I just I really had a good time with most of the storylines. I liked Everything that was happening on screen. And for the most part, all of the storylines made sense. And even cutting in between them all was great. Um, The different adventures, the kids in California. I I think I favored the kids in Hawkins over the kids in California. But it was still it was still really interesting. So, I mean, I had a really good time watching it. But there must be things that you didn't like about it. Markellis Reagans, what did you not like about this show? I'm still trying to grasp my brain around the army guys that showed up in California and like shot the shit out of that house. Like I'm trying to get like their, their story, their purpose. Um, I don't think they really kind of fleshed that out or if they did, I totally missed it because I did try to binge it, but I did, I took a couple of naps (laughs) here and there (laughs) in, in, in between watching it. Yeah. So it's three years later, supposedly like the first season was 83. This is 86. Yep. Mike's little sister was a baby in season one, and she's <laughs> she's almost driving in this one. So I'm like, Jesus, what this kid is just growing. Uh, Will's voice is like super deep now for some reason. <laughs> he started talking and like and I'm like, Jesus, what is he like auditioning for? Like Boys to Men coming up? Like what, what is happening oh, with Will's voice? It's auditioning for sudden impact. 
That's a deep cut. No one's going to get that. <laughs> um, so the end, the, the Joyce Hopper storyline and, and Murray. I like Murray. I like what they're doing. And I understand that this is like, you know, it's like a pop culture show. You're not supposed to take it super serious at all. But I don't know, for some reason, that that seems like a, a piece of taffy that they're just stretching like way too long. I feel like that should have been, we should have advanced a little bit more in a Joyce Hopper story at this point in the game. Because the, the season three, it ends with, oh, there's creatures that are going to fight these prisoners or there's a, a Demogorgon that's going to fight these prisoners in Russia. That's where we end in season three. So we get to season four and season four is all leading up to that. I'm like, well, we already we already started that in season three. We should be ahead of it, I think. Do you think that's what the last two episodes are majority going to be about? Uh, I don't know. I know they did release a few images uh, of the last two episodes. So who knows like what they're going to be doing. But I, I think um, the Joyce Murray storyline of them getting in prison and them getting Hopper kind of sa- or saving his life. It's a little too convenient for me. And I, I wish they would just advance that a little bit more. Aubrey Litchfield. Yeah, I think that some of the storylines are lacking a lot. And I, it makes me nervous that they're not going to flesh out in the second part, which is why I kind of hoped that the second part would have come out earlier. Um, I don't want to wait until July for it to come out. I don't think that the... I'd, I don't know whether I like the Steve and Nancy getting back together thing. I don't really know if I like the storyline in California is going painfully slow. I feel like we haven't seen a lot of that. And I don't know if that's going to be a lot of the second part. And I don't really know if I want it to be a big part of the second part. But it just doesn't feel like it's going at a good pace. I do. I did like Eleven's backstory, but I feel feel like i don't know it 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 is really nice that they finally like showed how the upside down even exists and how that all happened because that type of stuff annoys me but i don't i don't know it just it hasn't all come together yet and i think that that is really difficult to end and then pick back up a month later on a second part of it it just it feels super incomplete and i know it is incomplete but i don't like it well you know it's better to wait a month than it is to wait like two years in between that is season true. three and season that four so i i can i can i can wait them i got three weeks to waste that's fine all right well you know there, what did i not like about it? and again i really 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 did like this and i'm just thinking about other things i liked while you guys were talking and i'm like <laughs> Thinking about when everybody went into the Upside Down, um, pretty much everything involving Max. Yeah, I just the show is great. And and I, I actually really appreciate that it leaned more into horror this time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way Vecna killed his victims was not is not an enjoyable watch. <laughs> it was not wacky, <laughs> not wacky fun time with um, Steve and Robin working at the ice cream store. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, um, I felt like the season leaned a little bit more into horror. It felt like an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. Obviously, we had Robert England in it anyway, but yep. um, that would I, I to me, it's not a dislike. But I could see somebody like say, I don't know, maybe Montego from Fans on Patrol, who doesn't really like when things are that you know are kind of feel hopeless sometimes when you're watching stuff. And this kind of it was a little more mean spirited. It wasn't like really mean spirited, but it was a little more mean spirited than the show's been in the last two seasons. Yeah. 
So I and I like that, but I could see that being a negative to people. You know, honestly, like the the real negative for me is going to be just I, I think like the California storyline really got the short shift. Um, and mostly it's the characters besides Eleven got the short shift. Will has nothing. <laughs> like, Will doesn't do anything. <laughs> I know, and he was like the main focus of season one. He's like the star. He still continues to be one of my least favorite characters. He just hasn't even, had enough development. Well, I was going to say, how can he even be your least favorite character when he doesn't do anything? <laughs> he does not do anything. I feel bad for him because, like, he doesn't have to. He doesn't do anything to the point where people online have to make up their own storylines yeah. <laughs> about him being gay and being in love with Mike, or you know, or with Jonathan or whoever. I, was Jonathan his brother? Oh, I totally <laughs> thought he was gay and in love with Mike. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, people are having to, like, make up their own storylines for him because he has so little to do. I want to know what his fucking painting is, though. <laughs> he brought a painting to the airport to show to Mike, and Mike just shit all over it and didn't even look at it. What is that painting? Oh, so yeah. him and Mike in love. And so do you think it's, like, Rule 34, like him and a Demogorgon? <laughs> <laughs> fucking or something. <laughs> so, you know, I think we'll getting the short shrift at this point is kind of rough. Uh, just find something for the character to do. Find something. Um, same thing with Susie. I thought she would be more of a part of this. Um, they showed up at her house. It was funny. And then, you know, she's gone. Um, she hasn't had a song yet. Really yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if that's the way this season is going to go. Yeah. It <laughs> like, should. It doesn't feel like it is. Um, you know, Mike didn't seem like he had a lot to do. Once Eleven is taken away from them, like, it feels like their story is meandering. And then... I can't see a way that they're able they would be able to help her anyway. Like three kids and two stoners in a pizza van. How are they going to drive out into the middle of nowhere, break into a military institution and save their friend? Like, I know that's the kind of show it is, but like, I can't figure out in my head, like how that works as a storyline. And that's really the only one, because what was going on at Hawkins was super interesting. Everything going on in Hawkins was interesting. I did like what was going on in Russia, but it was certainly slow. I agree with you there, Mark. I hope in the back half here, when we get these last two episodes, which are really like five hours of TV, we'll get to see that tied into the rest of the storyline more. Yeah. And as much as I enjoyed the flashbacks with 11, it's it. It started to feel like at points the show was getting almost ridiculously 11 focused and those the other kids in California or sometimes we were just too too much away from the storylines that I enjoyed more. And I'm like, OK, I get it. I get it. And I don't know if it's her acting or the writing, but I, I'm trying to I don't I'm trying to understand, like, why did she agree to, like, do this? You know what I mean? Like she went right. She snapped right back into calling um, him Papa and like behaving so i'm trying to figure out the story without seeing the last half so those are just a couple minor minor negatives about it but this is really nitpicking uh i mean this is like great stuff guys <laughs> this is the kind of genre tv you dream about like back in the day like this is amazing so i gotta ask you guys some questions so max was saved by vecta by music playing they played her favorite song um what would be the song that would save you from Vecna, Marcellus Reagan. Oh, uh, The Boys by uh, Girls' Generation. Aubrey Litchfield. Uh, that's an excellent question. What song can I listen to over and over again? Oh, I, I got it. I got it. Water, fire, air, and dirt. <laughs> Fucking magnets. How do they work? 
<laughs> it was perfect, yeah. It'd be wow. nice if like Spotify had your number one song that you listen to or something. I don't know. So you're saying uh, you're, you're just going to have to die. It'd probably be a Journey song or some sort of 80s power ballad. Yeah, there you go. So if if you were stuck in the upside down, you would have to p- play Love and Touch and Squeezin' by Journey to uh, to pull you out of it? I, um, maybe Separate Ways would by Journey, and that might be it. Sweet. All right. Well, I mean, it's pretty simple for me. If, if we're going to get me out of the upside down, we're going to have to just crank it. And me and Vecna are going to get fucking jiggy with it to uh, Three Musketeers by PP Cocaine featuring Next Youngin. So oh, God. <laughs> I just I keep visualizing that scene. But the more ridiculous the music that they have to play, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if it was like WAP or <laughs> Anything like <laughs> whoop, there it is. Like, just like the more ridiculous the song, the more it just makes me fucking laugh every single time. And Vecna at that point would just throw you out of the fucking upside down. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Well, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't like Kate Bush. I've never liked Kate Bush. So uh, that was part of my reasoning was maybe he let her go because he was so sick of having <laughs> listened to fucking Kate Bush. Stop playing that. All right. Question number two for you guys. Stranger Things, we know we got one more season after this, and they're going to wrap it all up. Would you want there to be a sequel to this? And if so, what decade would you set it in Mark Ellis Reagan? No, I think they should finish it off, end it completely, and they just make uh, movies, like in modern day. Because those kids are going to be super grown by the time we get around to doing big movies. So, yeah, I think a Stranger Things movie trilogy with the same kids but as adults that's what i want okay all right aubrey let's no no okay end it make it clean and then let it go don't ruin it well you know what i think we don't have a choice (laughs) if you think this is going away you're crazy um i would like to see it either set in like present day so you know, Vecna takes over. Suddenly we got to listen to uh, Cream by Iggy Azalea God. <laughs> to get her, get get Mark out of the upside down, <laughs> you know, like or, you know, in the 90s. I would want a whole new cast, though. Like I would want a complete new cast and, you know, maybe a different like maybe in Idaho uh, upside down opens or something <laughs> like take the bones of it and do something crazy. That's either set in the 90s or present day. I think that's what we'll end up getting, though, Mark, is maybe like five years from now, they'll be like, you know, 1993, everybody's in college and they have to come back to Hawkins, blah, blah, blah. But we'll see. Everybody in pastel, like cross color jumpsuits <laughs> and stuff. It is not going to happen. Steve in fucking MC Hammer pants. <laughs> but I think we've talked enough about this. Let's get a score. Zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. What do you have for Stranger Things? Season four, part one, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Wow, all right. Would have been a five had they released both all in one. Well, maybe when they do release the rest of it, the score will go up. Yes, maybe. Mark Ellisbury. Yeah, I'm going to say based on what I've seen so far, it's a 3.5. Wow. It, it might go up uh, depending on the last two episodes. But right now, I think it's just kind of in the middle. There's the There's more good than there is bad but just barely wow okay well uh i'm going five out of five get the fuck out of here i thought this was awesome i'm sorry i just thought it was awesome i think the bad is mostly nitpicks that now i'm the opposite of aubrey where that could go down 
if the next two episodes come out and things like the Russia storyline don't really pay off or don't tie back into everything else or, you know, maybe something with Mike and the uh, Will and that kind of shit like ends up still being inconsequential. I'm right now at a five out of five, but it could dip down if it doesn't stick the landing. But I mean, I'm, I'm praying for this show. You know, for me, a show that when I say a TV show is perfect, I mean, it's perfect from start finish. And we've had three, four really good seasons of stranger things, hit it on these last two episodes, hit it on season five and walk away. And this is going to be in that upper echelon of shows. So Five out of five for me, asterisks pending what happens in season four, part two, right? which we will also be reviewing on the show later. And if they kill like Robin or something, I'm out. Oh, like it's going to be a zero. Out fucking, of five. Well, Robin's fine. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy is as good as dead. No way. Definitely. Definitely. I put money on it. Vecna is going to give her a cheeseburger or something. So, <laughs> so that's going to do it. That is our review of Stranger Things season four, part one. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Buy yourself some land. Get some dogs. Don't ever get married. Don't ever be in relationships. Just be alone. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Aubrey. Um <laughs> Uh, recommendations. If you have uh, the Peacock streaming service <laughs> uh, and you did not get a chance to go to the theaters to check out Alexander Skarsgård as the Northman, uh, it is now streaming on Peacock. So uh hope you have a, a big TV and sit really close. It's visually amazing. Uh, and we reviewed it a little while ago. Um, and also get yourself a lazy boy so you can fall asleep <laughs> naked on your Taylor joy in that one. Also. Yeah, see, there's something for everyone, I I think. <laughs> also, uh, if you haven't watched uh, The Boys. Boys? Uh, mm. <laughs> season three has just started. Uh, they dropped the first three episodes, and the first episode of The Boys completely traumatized me forever. This show is ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't started watching The Boys, don't eat anything while you're watching it. But definitely check it out. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you're going to find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's links to everything we do there. So check it out. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We are there. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast where there's hours of free exclusive content there, supplemental to the show, uh, movie reviews, early reviews on cool stuff, interviews, unboxings, tons of crap there. So check it out. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast where you can monetarily support the show, get extra exclusive content. For your eyes and ears this month, it's the only place to hear our ranking of the top Kenny Loggins songs for movies. So if you want to hear that, you got to fork over some cash, help us out, and you'll get some extra content. Uh, what will I suggest? Oh, my. Um, yeah, I got nothing, really. <laughs> I've just been doing stuff for the podcast, like, nonstop. But 
I, I will say, uh, comic book wise, I will suggest uh, DC Comics World's Finest Batman Superman, probably the best comic book on the stands right now. Uh, Mark, have you read issue one yet? That is a really good question. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I will suggest that for you. Head on down to Comixology on your phone or your local comic shop and check out World's Finest Batman Superman from DC Comics. Best comic on the rack. But another thing you might want to do is head out to the movie theater and check out Jurassic World colon Dominion because that, my friends, is what we will be watching and reviewing next week on the podcast, Colin Trevorrow's victory lap. <laughs> He's going to dance all over the grave of Rise of Skywalker, fucking him over. That's right. He, he wanted to do a trilogy, bringing back some uh, legacy characters. Now he's got his wish. That's right. Wait till the T-Rex is actually um, Chris Pratt's grandfather. <laughs> So that will be next week on the podcast, but that is going to do it for episode number 409 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litch. Yay, bye. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Rick. Uh, keep running up that hill. Everybody have a good week. Wakanda forever. See you guys next week for Jurassic Park Dominion. Good journey.